shell me. Um, if you're wondering why we call it spilled beer, basically because we don't drink tea. That shit's pretty boring. Uh, but we're here basically to just talk about life, how, what drives us to drink, relationships, literally everything. Nothing's off limits. So crack open a beer, hang out with us, and let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I feel like we should talk about relationships this week. Yep. Kind of fits in a little bit with what we talked about last week. Talk about family, friends, boyfriends, all, all of the relationships. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, l- last time we kind of talked about how we became friends. Yeah. Social media, everything um, played a role in that for sure. I think it plays a role in everybody's lives nowadays. Um, but, you know, ultimately, we're both in our 30s. Yes. Life is hard. <laughs> So I will say, without social media in my 30s, how do you make friends? I moved here. I worked remote. Didn't know anyone. So my first friend I met was on Bumble BFF because I was like, I have no friends. I didn't try that. I heard about it, but I didn't try it. So I met one of my friends off there, and we're actually really good friends. She's from Cali, too. But other than that, I was like, how do you make friends? I spent my first year like... Trying to get to know my neighbors because I'm like, otherwise I'm going to have zero friends and it's going to be really sad, you know? (laughs) I mean, I got really lucky. Yes. I got lucky. I was only here for about, what, like 30 days until like I actually met people. Um, And I mean, I I didn't have to struggle a whole year. See, I went went (laughs) about 13 to 14 months and I was really... That's rough trying to like figure it out I mean I can see why you when we first met you're like I don't know if I'm gonna stay I don't know if I'm gonna go back home like I mean because at that you were questioning it 100% because at that point I was like I already spent a year trying to date trying to make friends and obviously in the midst of what was going on in the world did not help yeah, it COVID. added to it so everybody fucking hates COVID 100% but it's still, even with how open Texas was, it was so hard. So hard. Because I'm like, okay, you meet someone. It, I literally felt like I was going on a date meeting my friend. I was so Bumble BFF. I feel nervous. Like like, I was like, it is a date. 100%. I was like, yeah. what do you wear? What do you do? Like, what are we going to talk about? What if we, like, what if we don't get along? What if we meet? And it's yeah. so awkward. And I was like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. Right? I I'm uncomfortable, I feel like. 100%. Yeah. But even how we met in such a big group setting is even yeah. more overwhelming. I was like, there's so yeah. many people. Yeah, I mean, I like you said in the first episode, I almost didn't go. Like, I mean, it just is one of those things, like, you take chances. Like, you take chances yeah. with friendships, and you take chances with relationships. 100%. And I think specifically dating in your 30s is hard. Like, I don't really, I I mean, we ended up getting lucky, like, now that we're both in relationships, but, I mean, it was a struggle, like, there wasn't enough, like, we both come from relationships previous to this, where we were in long-term relationships. I would say very serious, committed relationships. I mean, it was nine years. I, was, I had a house. We, I mean, we had everything together. It was my entire 20s, from 19 to 28. Yeah. Like, 
I don't even think they had apps at that point when I was 19 years old. I don't even know if like any of them existed. Like it, it's a whole nother world when you when we both got out of them. Like yeah. you had two whole ass kids. I know. So I was in my relationship for seven years, owned a house and had kids. But when I got out of my relationship, I was in my early 20s. And I was Crazy. thrown into the apps. And that will be a whole other episode on all my horror stories because there's a million of them, you know. I think that was the hardest thing too. Like when we were in our past relationships, the apps I don't think were a thing. I don't know if they were or not. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But even if they were or there was one or something out there, they weren't very common. It wasn't popular. No. So by the time I was 28... I moved a whole state. I started a whole career, new career. I didn't know anybody here, right? You did too yeah. when you moved. You did the same exact thing. New job. Didn't know a soul. Like, and then it's like, okay, well, you try to make friends. We made some friends. And then we actually had a whole year as friends of, like, trying to navigate the dating world. Like, yeah. I was so originally against, like, downloading an app and actually, like, trying to find a boyfriend I was like one of those people that was like no you have to use a dating app like like I'm fucking judge Judy over here judging people like so (laughs) so Shelby though the person who doesn't leave her house half the time cancels on us says I'm just okay you're like I'm just gonna stay in tonight you are more of a homebody or a local small spot than you are doing big groups so you have to admit that right no 100% I mean I don't really like people Exactly. So with that being said, how else are you going to meet someone? I know. I mean, the thing is, is like, it it then was, like, I had friends from back home, and I'm sure you did. I think we talked about this before. Like, one of my really good friends from high school was just like, hey, like, just get out there, download Tinder, and just, like, go for it. Like, break the ice and, like, sleep with someone. And I'm like, man, that is not, like, I barely want to go to dinner with someone let alone get naked with you no absolutely not but i was like tinder's not for me not doing it so i feel like each app too has a stigma around it yes so i was like all right i'll try hinge and like making a profile is the most awkward thing on the face of the planet tell me about yourself i don't know what do you like to do in your free time what's your favorite color do i tell them that to drink a six pack of Bud Light, or do I leave that out? Do they find that out yeah. on the first date? I don't know. <laughs> like the stuff that it asks you, though, the prompts. What do you like to eat? I, I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah. Food. Like, I enjoy food. Actually, like, food is phenomenal. Uh, love alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think too, like especially in your thirties, everybody is at different points in their lives. Like, yes. there's. I feel like there's two dating pool groups in your 30s people that still want to party mess around hook up and live this like bachelor bachelorette lifestyle living like they're still in their 20s 100 percent. yeah or there's the other group that's a lot lot smaller of like i want to settle down we're successful in our careers already traveled already kind of lived a little and it's like okay now i'm ready for that next yeah step so I've been single before meeting my boyfriend 12 and a half years. Yeah. 
it has taken me 12 and a half years to find someone that I'm compatible with. That's wild to think. Yeah. And I feel like you went through stages too of like on off, on off as far as dating and putting yourself out there because it's exhausting. Like I'm sure Mm -hmm. everybody that's ever been on a dating app is like, you go through that. Okay, I'm going to swipe. Like it's not that bad. I'm committed to it. I got this. And then it's so exhausting and it's just like the same conversation over and over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. And it's like... I'm tired of telling you what I like to drink. You can only do so many first dates before you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Or how many conversations does it take to even get to a first date? Because half the time nobody commits to the plans that y'all are trying to make. See, and so I won't entertain, I was never the one to entertain that. Like, I'm like, we're the meeting or we're not. We're yeah. doing this or we're not. I'm not sitting here, like, it's, being a pen pal, chit-chatting over an app. That is the most uncomfortable thing yeah. for me. So I will like, say hey, that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Do you have something to say? Or, of, of substance? Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, what do you what? want? Yeah. <laughs> or the ones that are like, what's your social media? And then never hang out with you. And you're like, yeah. Do you have Snapchat? No, sir. I yeah. mean, I do, but... But like, not for you. Yeah, that's, that's the epitome of, like, I want to hook up, I mm-hmm. feel like. If somebody, a grown-ass man in their 30s says, hey, do you have Snapchat? And I'm not hating on Snapchat. I have it. Like, Me too. Like, my friends. But it's like, like you either want to hook up, you're trying to have a conversation you don't want anyone else to see, or you're trying to send me your dick. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, and by the way, men, like... No woman actually wants a dick pic. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I just don't... Yeah, no, thank yeah, you. It's not... Nobody wants it. But yeah. Yeah, so I think ultimately, like... I mean, I started on Hinge. And then it was like, all right, I'm really not finding anybody that's great. So I was like, maybe I'll try Bumble. And then you just learn that, like everybody's just on every app like you start seeing the, the same, same people, people and you're like oh, oh we're all just out here trying to figure it out yeah like we're all just swiping on every app trying to are... <laughs> oh we all are really having a rough time yeah yeah so let's dig in a little bit more to i would say both of our situations in relationships because i'm going to start off with my situation was not standard or like expected from me and I would say probably the same for you and a lot of people can relate maybe on that basis okay so I'll start first so my boyfriend we matched talked for two months never met up I wrote I don't entertain that like we exchanged (laughs) well like we text and then it was just like our schedules and then it was like I traveled he traveled and then it just was kind of like and then I kind of wrote I kind of wrote him off yeah I and I told him that. I'm like, it's funny now. We laugh about it. But I'm like, I wrote you off. I was like, we're never yeah. going to meet. We're never going to hang out. Yeah. This is someone who just wants to, like, look at my pictures I post on social media. Okay. So when Not he this. finally asked me on a date, I was like, he's going to cancel. So I scheduled, I know. So I scheduled it on a day that I had plans already and scheduled him after in case he canceled, it wouldn't be a waste of the night of me getting ready. That's actually really smart. So. I, okay. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I see where you're going with that. So I went to my work dinner mm-hmm. in Dallas. And I was like, okay, if he cancels, whatever. No hard feelings. I'm just going to go straight home. Yeah. Right? Tell me why. 
I'm at my dinner and I just get carried away because it's one of my attorneys and her and I, I about yep, chit chatting. He waited at the restaurant for an hour and a half. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. no. Yep. And you weren't even talking to him either. Right? I wasn't texting because I was at a work dinner. Honestly, I thought he was going to cancel. The <laughs> fact that this man is still around is, like, shocking to me. But from the minute we met, we have been inseparable yeah. since. Yeah. When I say I couldn't have found a person that is more compatible to yeah. me. 100%. I literally have found the perfect version mm-hmm. of what I would want in a boyfriend. Yeah. And it's just interesting, though, because... I wrote it off from the beginning. Yeah. And he didn't. He was like, no, I just was taking my time to get to know you. And, you know, I felt that taking the time the first two months, just texting or kind of maybe sharing memes, a little bit of like Instagram. He was like, that was me just like getting to know you. He's obviously, he's a lot more calm. He's more mellow. He's definitely more your personality where I'm more. Like, no, let's hurry up, let's meet, let's go. Yeah. What are we doing? Do we have plans? <laughs> I think that's funny, too, because we both ended up with... We have the same relationship as far as personality-wise, yes. but it's opposite. Like, her and her boyfriend, I'm very similar to him, and she's very similar to my boyfriend. Which is like, what's funny, because when, when you guys got together, yeah. I was like, you're literally dating the male version of me. Yeah. No, 100%. You put us in the same room and we're just like... I mean, the chattiest Cathy's that you'll ever meet in your life. I mean, those two can literally talk to anybody. And at dinner and then... Literally strangers on the street. My boyfriend will talk to. I'm like... And this is Shelby. And this is Shelby. Oh. Can I get another beer, please? (laughs) And Matt and I are like... Look at... I mean, but you know what? They they keep themselves entertained sometimes. (laughs) We really do. We do. But I think, too, like... I mean, the way when, like, Matt and I matched, it was more like, I mean, we matched. We ended up, I was on Bumble, I think. Yes. So, like, I had to, like, reach out to him first or, like, whatever. Um, And then he, like, asked for my number right away. Like, the second line, he was like, hey, can I have your number? And I was like... I mean, I usually wait a little while, and I was like, whatever, it's fine. So I gave him my Mm -hmm. number, and he texted me, and he was like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, a little forward, sir. It's literally been like 20 minutes. But I'm like, oh, I think I had plans with you or somebody. I was doing something. And so I was like, I can't. Not going to happen today. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, okay, like, fine. And then he wanted to, like, FaceTime the next day. And I was like, uh. So we get on FaceTime and this fool is like, oh, by the way, like, I don't actually live in Texas. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I was here visiting like family or something. And I was like, okay. He's like, I live in another state. And I was like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it because honestly, I'm like, I hadn't truly dated somebody exclusively since my last relationship it had been a couple years and so I was just kind of like I mean the distance for me I think did us really really well do you feel that it allowed you to ease into the relationship 
Oh, yeah. 100%. Because I feel the two months that Jace took on just talking allowed yeah. me to ease in in a different way. Yeah. I think so. I mean, especially because I'm not a super, like, needy or, like, overly affectionate person. So, like, distance for me in anything. Like, I also like to have my personal time and my personal space in relationships. Like, I... I need my space. I need to go out with my friends. Like, yeah. I'm not somebody that, like, 1,000% constantly needs to be, like, side-by-side side with their significant other. And I feel like, too, like, I feel like, too, there's always, there's one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. friends are either like that, or then you get that one friend that, like, gets into a relationship and they're, like, they never disappear anymore. And you're like, hello, are you alive? Like, where See, the so- fuck did you go? I feel like we're both very similar, though, in that respect of you say you're not very affectionate. And I feel that that is true until you care about someone. Oh, 100%. Because I I felt that in our friendship. I was like, Shelby hates me. And I talked about that in our first episode. But once we left. She's always like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, like, sure. And Shelby's like. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel that once you care about someone, then you truly become affectionate. Because... We both in the same respect of like you met Matt first, became exclusive, yeah. and then it was like okay, so the three of us, well, the I three was, of us are making plans, we're hanging yeah. out, doing stuff. And I think that that's something too. Like I will, I will always give this man credit because he flew out once or twice a month mm-hmm. from several states over. He was very committed, very intentional, very upfront with what he wants in life. He wants to get married. He wants to have a family. He wants to find somebody. And I feel like that that's also very hard. That's that small group of people that are on apps that are truly looking for somebody to build a life with. What? And I think that he wasn't looking just for, like, the next best thing. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see you. Okay, I'm going to now, like, as soon as we leave this date, people are, like, swiping Wipe and looking for other people. And it's like, that's where I think apps get so hard that there's always or- something else to occupy your time or somebody else. Correct. That's where I think that bad rep comes from. But what yeah. I will say about Matt, which is something that I will always respect from him forever, is that he made his presence known even when he wasn't here. Yeah. Whether it was sending you flowers, sending you a case of beer. When There was one time that Shelby was like talking on the phone. She's like, oh yeah, Carlo's going to come over. And he had a pack of beer delivered. Yeah, he door dashed from a couple states away. <laughs> Just to, yeah. but how, it's something He's that costs. He's a very thoughtful person. Correct. And but it's something that costs hard. like 10 or $15. Yeah. It's minimal yeah. on the grand scheme of things. But he was like, hey, thinking about you. Hey, yeah. want you to have a good time. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's something that in the stigma of men, like a lot of people will say like, men aren't always super thoughtful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, or they have a different way of showing it. Like. And I feel like every guy kind of does. Yeah. But I think that what's important and a lot of people don't want to talk about is really how do you receive love? Love languages. Yeah. And it's like when I, in my 20s, I was like, ugh, that's so dumb. But now in my 30s, I'm like, no, that's actually really valid. It's so important, even in friendships. Yeah. When it comes to like, you know, when I want to get you a gift or it's mm-hmm. birthday or Christmas or just Carl to say. the best gift giver, by the way. It's always like <laughs> super cute, like baskets and like 
all this cute stuff. Like, you're definitely, your love language is gift-gifting. And I think it's receiving, too. Yes, right? so that's my top two. I show my love for people in the same way that I receive it. Okay. So I am the kind of person that will, you'll mention something, and then six months down the road, I'll still remember it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's so important to understand that and why someone's doing the thing. So that's obviously the way that Matt shows his love for you. Yeah. And he shows that affection is by yeah. being present even when he's not physically here. Yeah. And I think it's always learning, like I said, what your partner likes yes. as far as that. And I think that's something that I've had to really work on. Because his love language is different. He likes to give gifts and he is like... He likes to give words of affirmation, and he also likes to receive that. And that's not something that I'm good at whatsoever. Like, I'm the type of person, it's like, yeah, if I love you, like, I love you. Like, I don't have to, like, I personally don't have to say it all the time. I don't need to hear it all the time, but okay. other people do. And so he's one of those people that, like, also too. And so it's like, I've had to really be intentional about with your words how okay I also express to him and show him like that type of like love or whatever and like it, it, I think it's it's so funny it's everybody's so different I just think it's so weird like it's hard it is so how do you feel that you have done with that with him being states away I've gotten better okay but we did I think kind of earlier on like I mean because he was able to I mean he was coming out very regularly you yes. know what I mean and so that was great and then it was like okay when we got back home and we were starting to get more comfortable you come out multiple times it was like okay longer gaps in between when he's coming out just because of work here and there and it was like we had a couple conversations of like hey well like him kind of saying, hello, like... Need a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I, th I thought I was doing that. <laughs> I thought and I was not. showing you everything. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, ma'am, you're, yeah. you're absolutely not. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> still working on it. I mean, I'm still like... I feel like that's something, though, like, even when you get married, that you're always working stops. on. No, because like, you're going to always continue to grow and change right yeah. and I think the key is learning to grow together not to grow apart mm -hmm. so it's hard having that mentality though of like I'm going to continue to work on it I'm going to continue to yeah. focus yeah. is really where the successful relationships come from yeah right so I think all in all I'm sure that there's like actually I wish that there was I was like, there's no quiet way to do this. There's a screw. This this gray thing comes off, guys. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, but I think I wish that there was like a manual on freaking relationships. Like a step by step. Yeah. I mean, we could figure it out. Were you gonna were you about to do yeah, that? I, yes, I was. I, I was. I caught myself, guys. <laughs> So, I, guess I know. It's fun figuring it out on your own. I feel like it though, work smarter, not harder. 
God, I'm. We got it, guys. We got a struggle bus. I think it's one of those things, though, where as long as you're hearing what your partner's saying, you're receptive and you're willing to compromise and make it work. If you both have that same end goal and have that same want, then I think the will to make it work is there, right? So the problem is. It goes back to a lot of people are continually looking for the next best thing. What so finding are. that person that has the same intentions as you do and being yeah. like, hey, I want Ready? the same things that you want. And oh, I was, I was way off. Okay. Yep, that's okay. okay. Oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah. I think one thing that would be really cool as we kind of wrap up is... I would love people to submit their, like, where they found their partners. Yes. Which app you found your partner on um, or which app you're struggling on. Like, if you're still out there trying to find it, trying to find your, like, your soulmate, your, your person, is, yeah. best friend. It's like, I want to know, one, where, which app you found love on, mm-hmm. Tinder, I mean, if there are some Tinder success stories, I would like to hear it. I have one. Yours was Tinder? Not mine. Oh, I met mine up. Like, so oh. my friend, he lived in California. Okay. And his wife lived in Georgia. Okay. He went on a training for a military branch and okay. was out there for about two to three weeks. All right. Matched on Tinder. She was about 10 years younger than him. Maybe okay. eight. Cool. They hang out. They hook up. They go home. And he was like... As Tinder is made for. Exactly. And that's kind of what she thought of it. And he was like, I actually kind of like her. And he flew back out. Good for him. Did it again. and Did she, it as in the deed? As in the deed <laughs> and like hanging out. And he was like, I'm here again. Like, let's yeah. hang out. And so they did. And... I want to say their relationship probably progressed very quickly. Yeah. And they kind of did the long distance thing. And within six months, he was like, no, I know I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. You're going to move to California. And she was like, okay. Yeah. Let's do this. She was like, I haven't met anyone in the town that I'm on or in. I haven't met anyone on any of the apps that she had been on. So she was like, circus. What do I have to lose? Exactly. And she was like, what do I have to lose at this point? Yeah. She took a risk and they now have been married at least 10 years. Tinder success story. Two kids and they are buying their second house. You know what? And he's in the military. He travels a lot. He leaves a lot. She's a stay at home mom. She runs three businesses. Damn. I know. I mean, I'm like, too, there's a stigma around military men. I mean, like, which was my point for saying those yeah, things is well, because that is too, like, exactly. They always want to get married instantly, get those benefits. But it it was not everybody. I'm not saying that him or Matt. But no, but anything, but that's but, the stigma behind it, yeah. and it's like no, there's. I don't feel that 
your relationship would be any different if Matt wasn't in the military. And I don't feel that their relationship would have been any different either. Does the military offer different perks for their relationship? Because my friend is pretty high up. Absolutely. But the craziness behind that hooking up one time and then it turning into something does happen. So when people say that, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode is like, for me, I was like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. But then there are there are good stories. So I would love to hear people's success stories, yeah. like how you yeah. met someone. So I think what will be best is if you guys can, where can they submit it? So you can go to TikTok. Our Q&A is open or in our link tree, our email. Okay. Either one of those, submit where, which app that... Either have success love story from Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, freaking what is there, Match.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million. I think Bumble, Hinge, and Tinder are kind of like the main. Coffee meets bagel. Oh my gosh, plenty of fish. I think that one was around. Farmers right? only? Dead. Ah. Okay. But <laughs> there's so, a yeah. list of them. Submit your success story. And then from that, Next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of start off and get the numbers of where the most success has been. Yeah, we'll run a little stat chart. Yeah. Also, if you have horror stories, yeah, share it with us. Tell us. Yeah. Get, just We don't need anything elaborate or long, but give yeah. us some details. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. And we'll kind of start off going over that in the next episode. Because I think that's where we're going with this and our reason behind it is... How we live our life, the things that we do, the things that we experience are all so relatable, right? Yeah, I mean, I and feel like, I mean, it's not, like, our lives are not anything special. Like, no, <laughs> we're everyday, regular-ass people. Exactly. So, all right. I love it. Well, good. Submit it, guys. We're going to talk about it next time. And then, um, yeah, cheers. Hopefully you got a good buzz going. And I think we're going to go eat. Yeah, I think we're going to have dinner. So until next week, spill the beer.